When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mina Khan, Tim Callishaw, Harry Lyle Jr., Israel Gutierrez. The bracket! The bracket! I got your upset picks today. Are we going to do that? I With my upset I picks know. off Rocky DeMeo. Um, also, if we get around to it, we'll have a conversation about a quarterback considering a new destination. Let's go! Oh. Oh. Here we go. Maybe last for a couple days, no? You know, I, I gotta admit, I went in the dark 90% retiring, 10% playing. I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Okay. Um, and I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's been compensation that the Packers are trying to get uh, for me. There it is, straight from the lips of the mouth on the face of Aaron Rodgers on the sleeveless shoulders of Pat McAfee's show. What that means, and now what happens in the timeline, and what that means for leverage and everything, Mina Kimes, your reaction. Yeah, first reaction, this is, is kind of confirming the inevitable, right? I mean, this is a player and a team who have been leaked now for months. A team that went out and hired his former friend and coach as their offensive coordinator, then yesterday signed his friend and former wide receiver, Al Lazard, to a contract. A team that, as numerous quarterbacks have gone off the board in free agency trade options, has run out of options. Mm-hmm. We always knew the Jets wanted Aaron Rodgers. Now we know that Aaron Rodgers wants the Jets. What we don't know is whether the Packers will agree to this. And I think as a Jets fan, that's where this gets a little bit dicey. Because on one hand, you feel great today. Aaron Rodgers wants to play for your team. Your team is going to be competitive if, and it seems likely it'll happen. But a couple things. The Packers have a ton of leverage right now. Everybody knows this has to happen. And the other thing that stuck out to me that Aaron Rodgers said today is that he was 90% set on retiring. If you're a fan of the team he's joining, does that not concern you a little bit, especially beyond this year? Tim Kalashaw, I'll bring you in here. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I would say that Aaron Rodgers has done enough shows by now. He needs to learn how to do a tease. You don't say at the beginning, there's no decision to be made, no announcements, and lose half your audience, and then seven minutes later go, oh, I'm planning to play for the Jets. Did I mention that earlier? Uh, So I I do think it's a good day for the Jets. And, you know, I I basically agree with Mina. I I just think the Packers, once he says he's gone, you've got to – You've got to make that happen. And now they do have leverage. It may take longer than Jets fans and Jets management and players want to sit around waiting. But I, I don't see any way that we're talking football in September where Rodgers isn't the Jets quarterback. Harry Lyles Jr. Mina said the thing that stuck out to me about this entire thing is that he said he was 90% sure that he was going to retire before going into the darkness retreat. And if you listen to what he said, it honestly sounded like he kind of wants to play to just stick it to the Packers. He feels like that this new group of people that are in the front office that were not there when he started his career there 
have not treated him well. And now it seems like he kind of wants to, again, stick it to them and show them, hey, you gave up on me too soon because he, again, mentioned the Jordan Love thing and drafting him. They didn't give him the heads up and all these different things. And so to me, I do think that makes this a little bit more interesting if you are a Jets fan because you should be concerned that he was leaning on retiring. But now that he is sort of playing and going into this with an attitude of I'm going to show you guys, I think that makes this better for the Jets. And Israel Gutierrez. Yeah, if I'm a Jets fan, I don't think this could end up being any worse with you still ending up getting Aaron Rodgers because of the retirement <laughs> discussion, right? Are we going to think he's really that motivated okay. to do anything other than maybe have a better season than Jordan Love? Okay, because I don't really know. And then you look at the Jets and you say, okay, I'm committing $60 million to this player. Who knows what I have to give back for this person? And he's still in the AFC in the own the same division as Josh Allen, the same conference as, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. And he could have gone to the NFC. He could have been a Saint, presumably. And were, you know, why do, were those other teams willing to make these deals with these other quarterbacks first? I'm just not that excited. I'm looking at the bigger picture and saying, this doesn't normally work out when these quarterbacks move at this point in their career. And I'm just not too excited about a guy that was 10% only wants to play for us what 10% of his being the rest of it just wants to stop playing uh, football altogether until he you know went into the darkness for a couple days. that you. all adds up to just not that, a very well comforting. the only thing is I'm not bothered by the Aaron Rodgers that, I, that I'm 90% I was 90% okay. sure I was gonna retire that feels more like a thing Aaron Rodgers says to to make people go, oh my gosh he, he went into the darkness and he really found himself. Still doesn't make uh, me feel good. You know, good. I, I don't want to get inside Aaron Rodgers' brain. I just think he wants to be a Jet, mm, for whatever that even possible, I guess, would, would be something yeah. I would say. Uh, Mina, just the, the specifics of this. Green Bay, because of the way they did his contract with that big number last year, exactly yeah. one year and one day ago, they do have until September to make this trade. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah, they do. And for cap purposes, they want this to be designated post-June 1st. Um, It's a pretty hefty dead cap hit for Green Bay, even if they do that. For the Jets, it's manageable. But it should be noted, this New York team does not have a lot of money. And if they bring on Aaron Rodgers as likely and they pay Quinn and Williams as likely, the team around him might not be as loaded as some people think. Well, the news is coming in fast and furious. We only have six more months then to see if this happens. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. Teams were allowed to talk to Lamar Jackson starting at 4 o'clock Eastern this afternoon. So it's been 67 minutes, 68 minutes. The reports of who wouldn't be interested were uh, voluminous the last week. But now that it's here, Tim, how do you see this going? Will Lamar Jackson get offers from other teams? You know, I, I don't want to be the guy who says I understand what all these teams were thinking when they all rushed to say, I'm not, we're not going after Lamar Jackson. I thought that was kind of stupid the first day they did that a week ago. I don't think there will be a lot of teams, and I do understand why teams look at Lamar Jackson and say, we like him a lot as a quarterback. Two first-round picks and paying him $40 million a year for however many years and eating up cap money, that, that makes us very hesitant. There are clearly teams that can do it. I think it might be a team like Houston. That may not be his dream scenario to go play for a last place team, but he may have to go that route. I don't know why a team like Washington wouldn't. They should. I think that would be a good fit. They don't seem to want to do that, but I'm not surprised that there aren't teams falling all over themselves just because the way the NFL overvalues those draft picks. Mina Kimes, how are you sensing this may go? 
Yeah, well, we know where the starting point is for a contract because Lamar Jackson himself um, went back and forth with our colleague Adam Schefter, who's had an interesting couple of days, about uh, his report uh, in terms of what the Ravens offered him. Three years, $133 million fully guaranteed as the starting point. There's more guarantees for injuries and whatnot on top of that. So the team trading for Lamar Jackson knows he wants at least that, which, to Tim's point, is prohibitive for some teams. However... When you look at a team like, say, Indianapolis that's been in quarterback hell for years and is picking fourth, so won't even have a choice of the top three quarterbacks in the draft, I ask you this, what's riskier, drafting a rookie and hoping he turns out to be Lamar Jackson or just trading for Lamar Jackson? You at least put in the call. Israel Gutierrez. Yeah, I believe that Lamar Jackson will end up in Baltimore, whether he has the long-term deal or not for, for next year, just because of the way that these uh, non-exclusive franchise tags tend to work. But I'm with Mina here. If I'm Indianapolis, I'm all in. I'm at least having very long discussions about this because you already had Jim Mercer talking up Bryce Young before you know Carolina swept, uh, swooped in and took that number one from Chicago. And you know that's a team that basically had back-to-back franchise quarterbacks and just really wants that feeling back. And if you've got the owner that's willing to do that and give the guaranteed money, then I think it's absolutely Absolutely a perfect pairing if you think of him and Taylor and a, a ridiculous rushing attack that would be throw a couple of decent wide receivers out there and it would be an offense that I'd be frightened mm. of for sure. And Harry Lyles Jr. Yeah, I just feels like teams should absolutely be falling over themselves for a guy which, mind you, we've never really seen this before where a player in his prime at that position at that age is going to be available to you. I mean, there's a number of different rosters that you could throw him on, and they're probably instantly a playoff contender and nobody wants anything to do with him. I do think he's going to end back up with Baltimore, but this just seems nonsensical to me that all these teams, one, went out of their way so early to not go and try to get him. And honestly, if you are the Colts, if you are the Texans, you might have to give up a couple of picks, but at least you know what you're going to get in Lamar Jackson because you're going to spend those trying to get a player of his caliber anyway. All right, so we had Israel saying he's pretty sure it's going to be Baltimore again. And Harry's, you know, I think you're sensing that as well because you don't believe Mina Khan just make a ruling on here. Is, is Baltimore is the heavy favorite. I think it's most likely he stays, yeah. Kalashaw? Oh, I don't think he's going anywhere. We'll move on. NBA now. Raptors 125, Nuggets 110 last night. Denver allowed 49 points in the first quarter. And now, the overall one seed in the West, four straight losses, and here's head coach Michael Malone. Maybe we've gotten a little softer success. And we, we've been on cruise control for so long. Right now, we're just in chill mode. And uh, you can't be in chill mode with 13 games to go in the season. we got to try to find a way to get our swagger back. Israel, how do you hear Malone there? As a motivating force or a concern coach? No, I think it's actual concern because chill mode makes them the worst defensive rating team over the last four games in the league. When they're in swag mode, they're still only 18. And, you know, historically <laughs> to win a championship, you've got to be up, you know, 12 or higher. So, and you look at that lineup, other than KCP and Aaron Gordon, you're not talking about a bunch of great defensive players. So they have to be in playoff mode at all times to look decent defensively. So when you're approaching the playoffs and look like this, it's a bit of a concern. Harry Lyles, you concerned? Yeah, got to be, especially if I'm especially if I'm Michael Malone, because 
this is kind of what the Nuggets have been the last handful of years. They look really good in the regular season. And once we get later into the regular season, we get into the postseason, you get that first, that second round exit. And if they don't kind of turn this thing around, especially as Jokic is having a what looks like might be a third consecutive MVP season, there's nowhere else to really look other than at the head coach. So if they're losing interest, you got to do something about it. Tim Kalisha, chill mode, swagger mode. Is the defense going to catch up to Denver? Uh, well, yes. I mean, I think as to Izzy's point, I think teams this time of year, you're the Bulls. You're trying to fight your way to the playoffs. You go and beat Denver by 20 in Denver because you're playing defense and, and the Nuggets really aren't a good defensive team. But the idea that success went to their head, they haven't had any. They've been in first for three months, but they've been around for 45 years without getting to an NBA Finals. So they need to redefine what they think success is. Mina Kimes. Yeah, they've been losing for a couple of reasons. Three-point shooting's gone cold. Not worried about that. The defense, as Izzy says, is the concern for me, especially when you look around the West and see all these offensive powerhouses. You don't want to get, in shootout, get into shootouts night after night. Right, but that's something that's the new landscape of the NBA, Israel. You said you have to be a top 10 defense team, top 12 historically to win. Well, maybe this year with offenses being so... Let, somebody has to win the West, right? So Denver, defensively not strong. Sacramento, you, you, there's a lot to like about them. Defensively, are they there? Somebody has to Memphis has had some ups and downs, and who knows about Morant. We're talking about the Clippers. We're talking about, hey, Dallas. There we go, Timmy. We'll be back. Buy or sell back. No, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah, no, we're exactly. Not. The Lakers. Yeah, no, we're not. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Some breaking news coming across during our tape time right now. The NBA announcing they've suspended John Moran eight games. In the press release from the league, it says the discipline was in response to the live stream Moran posted, holding a firearm 
in an intoxicated state, the relief says. The league did not conclude the gun at issue belonged to Morant, nor did he possess it while traveling with the Grizzlies or at an NBA facility. And Adam Silver calling Morant's actions irresponsible, reckless, and potentially very dangerous with serious consequences given his following and influence, particularly among young fans. The eight games includes the five he has already missed, so he will be eligible to return Monday versus Dallas. Additionally, Adrian Wojnarowski reported today Morant has left the counseling program he has been attending. Israel Gutierrez, your reaction to today's developments? Well, first, some credit to Adam Silver and the NBA. I heard a lot of discussion early on during the incident uh, with John Morant saying, hey, where is Adam Silver? Why hasn't he said more, especially considering, you know, the issue of gun violence in this country? And they did a, a great job of investigating, taking their time with the investigation, and then saying what they needed to say, including, you know, what the dangers is to, the, to his young fans. In terms of John Morant, I think it's an opportunity sort of to make good, to move forward here, uh, to show that he's proven, uh, that he's learned from this, and whether it be a sort of a refocus on his career and his teammates and his coach, or even the idea of maybe being able to discuss, you know, the gun culture or the violence culture in this country, if he's ready to do that at the right time. So I think it's, you know, it's an opportunity to make good, and we'll see where it goes from here. Ira Lyles Jr. Yeah, I agree with Izzy. I think the suspension seems right. He's already served a lot of that, uh, obviously, with the time that he's already missed. And Adam Silver said the important things that I think when somebody makes a mistake like this that you want to see out of them, he said he was contrite, he was remorseful. And to me, it's going to be all about the actions that he takes moving forward here because he still is a young man, and young men do make mistakes, not necessarily like this all the time, but again, it's something that he can take and learn from, and hopefully he could be a better example moving forward. Tim Kalashaw. Yeah, I, I think John Moran had changed, or at least he's showing that he's changing. You know, in February, we talked about that incident where his friend walked on the floor, he got kicked out of the arena. That was the night of the laser pointed at the bus, and Jaw sounded very defiant, like the league was coming after him after that. Then a couple days ago, when we heard about the counseling he was undergoing, he sounded different. Obviously, he sounded different uh, to Adam Silver, and, you know, he, he stands to make a lot of money uh, as an NBA player on and off the floor. If can but specifically, a suspension like here where no charges have ever been filed against right. John Morant. So this is about conduct and responsibility as a representative of a team and league. Is that okay? It, I think it is, and it's a lengthy suspension. Eight games is the tenth of the season. He lost a lot of money in this in this period, uh, but but it was deserved, and and he seems ready to go forward. Many times. You know, I, the statement's about the gun, but I think it's about more than the gun, right? This was, of course, the accumulation of news reports from TMZ and Washington, TMZ and Washington Post about threats and violence, and it sort of all added up to this. Um, I feel that the league's handled it well. I think John Moran's handled it well. There's another universe in which a star like this, this gets brushed over. Clearly, that didn't happen on either part. I do think, though, there's still unanswered questions in terms of Ja, his mental status, how he is handling this, the uh, impact of therapy that really won't be answered for a while until we see his behavior in the coming weeks, months, years. But this feels like a good start for all parts. Another story, news of the day, Jalen Carter's pro day today at Georgia. Reportedly nine pounds heavier than he was at the combine two weeks ago. He didn't run the 40, didn't do cone drills, couldn't finish his positional drills due to cramping and heavy breathing, Mark Schleyball reports. It was the story of the Combine two weeks ago when he left with an arrest warrant and a misdemeanor charge filed against him for racing and reckless driving. Following an investigation 
into a crash that left two dead. April 18th, nine days before the draft, is when he's set to appear in court. This was a potential number one pick, Harry Lyles Jr., but Tom McShay had him going 12 to Houston in his latest mock. What is today's day for Carter? And to, to me, it's going to be a mark to see what do teams value in him the most because you have 35 games that show you he's probably the best player in this draft. But then if you look at the last couple of weeks, obviously he had to leave the combine because of his legal situation. And then the pro day is a day, in theory, that you should be prepared for and be able to show your best skills at. So do you take more stock in those 35 games or are you concerned where he's going? Mina Kimes? I think this is likely to affect his draft status. You know, when teams evaluate prospects, they're considering two things. The tape, which is impeccable, and whether that tape will translate to the NFL. And a lot of the stuff that's come out over the last couple of weeks in terms of the incident with the reckless driving, his preparation for this pro day, casts some doubt onto whether that talent will translate and teams will consider Israel, we were talking about this as we sat down right now and how his preparation couldn't have been affected by his last two weeks. It's very understandable. What were your thoughts on Carter's day today? Yeah, most NFL players mid-March, you don't have to be in great shape, right? If you're preparing for the draft, you do. But given Carter's situation with everything going around him, can he be as focused and getting himself in shape in preparation for this draft? I don't know. I certainly probably wouldn't be if I were in that situation. I think his draft status, whether he can still be one, two, or three, all comes down to his interviews. If somebody's convinced, hey, this is just a difficult time for him, we can get past this, great. Still top three pick. If not, I think you're looking at him dropping potentially 9, 10, 11, or 12. And I, I just go back to what Harry said, those 35 games at Georgia. That's as close as you can get to NFL level in, in the college game, and he was great. And, and somebody is going to see that as more important than a lot of this stuff and cross their fingers, and I still think he'll be a top 10 pick in the draft. The day, not a lot of scoring in that particular segment. There. A little. Thanks for your time. I want your upset picks, but we'll get them after Kimes Gutierrez showdown. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. The bracket. How Pittsburgh, Mississippi State ended last night. Panther teardrop with 14 seconds to go. Then look at all the chances Miss State had. Block. Wide open three, tip, nothing falling. That's how you start. A tuna melt. Bermuda Kimes, Israel Gutierrez, this is Showdown. I want the best argument for an upset pick in your brackets. Go ahead, Mina, you're first. Utah State over Mizzou is the most obvious upset pick in the tournament. They are ranked in the top 20 in Ken Palm's rankings. That's better than any number seven seed, led by their lights-out three-point yeah. shooting guard, Stephen Ashworth. But it's, it's a 10 over seven, and they're, they're the favorite in the game you in Vegas. For, you Israel, how about you? See, this is why you don't let your friends influence you in the NCAA tournament. My buddy went to Kentucky. His name's Tony. He's telling me for the last two months, Kentucky's not even going to make the tournament. They've been terrible. They get a six seed. So just for that, I'm picking Providence to beat them. Yes, I know Providence lost four out of five, but Bryce Hopkins, a Kentucky transfer, Providence is leading so 11 over six. All right, for him. So statistically, the 11 and the 12, are, I mean, that's where you find, that's where you make your bank. With upset picks, we'll give it to Israel now. We'll see what happens. But Israel, take the FaceTime. Thank you, Tony. And these days, a lot of people are having fun with Nikola Jokic, saying he's not going to win his third MVP. They're even putting edits on, on Twitter with him playing terrible defense. And look, I understand he is not a great defensive player. His defense down the stretch is not all his fault, okay? He doesn't have a great defensive team around him. That's not the reason you should vote for Giannis Antetokounmpo for MVP when this season's over. It's because the guy's just doing ridiculous things down the stretch. 82 points in his last two games. His team's 18-2 and two down the stretch. We declared Jokic the MVP way too soon, and people are just oh. getting angry. If he loses, it's not because of that. It's because Giannis just had Have it better. people been finish. talking about MVP? I hadn't heard. Harry, Tim, yell out your upset picks real quick. The Furman Paladins. How did you miss on Furman? Furman, I love it after you.